Progressive presents The Sounds of the Old World. The year is 2019, and someone is getting up to use the bathroom at the stadium. Excuse me? Excuse me? Oh, sorry. Excuse me? You mind if I just squeeze by here? This has been The Sounds of the Old World. Brought to you by Progressive, where drivers can still switch and save like it's 2019. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Welcome to this week's episode of the Inside Line Formula 1 podcast. My name is Mithila. And my name is Kunal. Thank you for tuning in week after week. Yeah, guys, since our episode last week, it feels like the only thing or actually the only person uh, who's been active in Formula 1 is Lando Norris. And that's apart from us, of course, the Inside Line Formula 1 podcast, guys. We are always active. Yes, and you are correct about Lando Norris. I don't believe there's a single virtual race he's missed since Formula 1 missed the Australian Grand Prix. And uh, in fact, I hear a rumor that MotoGP and Formula E are going to invite Lando Norris to their virtual races as well because, hey, why not? He's just racing everywhere (laughs) he can. He's going to have 100% attendance across all motor racing classes soon. Uh, And in fact, Kunal, Daniel Ricciardo said that Lando Norris is the tech nerd in this modern society. That sounds fairly apt to me. Tech nerd, yeah, right? It feels like uh, Lando has created this really interesting positioning for himself in Formula 1. So, of course, he's fast, he's friendly, he's super social... And, oh my God, he is hilarious. And, you know, that's actually the positioning that I believe Daniel Ricciardo has built for himself in the in his time in Formula that's 1. That's true. I didn't say it's a unique positioning. Yeah, <laughs> and it's going to be a clash of positions when it comes to Ricciardo and Norris in the time to come. That's true, because Ricciardo, he's like the original jokester. The canal, I think his forced shoeys a few years ago, that cost him some friends. So I have no, some doubts. Not me. I pretty much liked it. <laughs> I have some doubts about his social rating. <laughs> yeah, but let's remember, guys, Lando Norris is only 20 years old he's a kid literally speaking but he's a lot of fun on his twitch channels at least yes and he's a kid who's about to go bald after actually raising what twelve thousand dollars in charity against coronavirus yes uh, there's something good coming out of this whole online gaming obsession of his i must say and Kunal, I love the new nickname that also has come out of this. Baldo Norris. <laughs> Can you believe it? <laughs> well, for those of you listening to the trailer, the fun continues in the full episode. Just search for the Inside Line F1 podcast on whatever audio streaming app you use. You'll definitely find us there. Great. So on that note, let's continue talking about Lando Norris. Kunal, he deserves much more airtime on our podcast than he's been getting these days. I think he deserves a full episode. I think he deserves a full episode. He can host all by himself. For <laughs> Just him talking to himself. Yeah, I, I tune in. Yeah, but you know, he's been brilliant. He's been entertaining and he seems just so much more accessible for a Formula One driver, you know. Anyway, the new age drivers seem more accessible, but Lando's like at another Next level. Next level. Yeah, and I think it's only a matter of time before he literally live streams 
his entire life on Twitch. That's what's going to sooner or later. Going <laughs> I am waiting for that for one. Uh, but Kunal, you know, you were talking about MotoGP and Formula E just a few minutes ago. And I haven't checked the statistics of their virtual races, but Lando Norris's uh, Twitch stream, that has attracted some crazy numbers. True, true. And I can tell you that uh, more motorsport fans have watched Norris's online races and some of the most recent Formula E videos. Not judging, just stating the <laughs> obvious numbers. It's just the numbers talking, but yeah, it's true. Because I looked at the numbers uh, available for Norris's Twitch profile. And he has, what, 330,000 viewers. Wow. That's insane. That's And and wait, 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 there's more. His peak Twitch viewership was over 100,000 viewers. And this is only Lando Norris. You know, honestly, given the entertainment and drama he provides, I think those numbers merit his performance, if I may call it that way. And then which Twitch tuber, if I may call it that way, actually has Max Verstappen, Carlos Sainz and Zach Brown on like speed dial while being live on their platform. So <laughs> he definitely has the accessibility to a lot of Formula One uh, personalities as well. And, uh, you know, I remember not just the Australian Grand Prix stream that he, he was a part of. He was on pole position on Twitch for the highest number of viewers. And that's, that's incredible. That's incredible. Right? And yeah. I am not even surprised. Yeah. And uh, you guys remember when we discussed if Formula One drivers are being paid for cancelled races in the last episode? Yeah, that was a great episode, guys. So if you haven't heard it already, go back and tune in. It's still very, very relevant. Yes, yeah, since there's no racing that's happening, all our you know episodes from like December last year are absolutely relevant. relevant. But I can tell you in, in the case of Lando Norris... Uh, you know, even if McLaren aren't paying him, he's getting paid potloads of money from Twitch. I, I get this feeling there's definitely some sort of a partnership going on there. It's it's crazy. Like, I am in awe of his numbers on Twitch. And also, you know, that whole honest boy next door kind of personality that he's put True. out there. And Kunal, come to think of it, it's what, April Fool's week, I would say. Let the celebrations <laughs> continue. And I can't think of a better driver to be like April Fool's mascot in the Formula One paddock than Lando Norris. Wow. Yeah, that, right? That's going to be the title of this episode. Lando Norris, Formula One's April Fool mascot. And we say this with respect, actually, because he brings about a very different uh, dimension to how we see Formula One drivers, right? And I really hope Lando Norris never changes. Ever. Yeah, but, you know, if you guys remember from last year, Norris said that he wanted to shed his fun image in 2020 and be all serious in life and motorsport. And I really hope that that was an April Fool's joke on all of us. <laughs> and it never happens. We have to wait ever. to find out since the season is what indefinitely postponed. And I also hope it never happens. But uh, also, uh, you know, some really funny uh, news about Lando Norris. He said that he wants a different helmet design for every race in 2020. That reminds me of a certain Sebastian Vettel while he was racing for Red Bull. But, you know, Lando's uh, uh, reaction to lifting of the helmet design ban is like a teenager who's just turned 18 and is now legally allowed to drink alcohol. <laughs> so, you know, what do you do at every possible instance? You get to drink alcohol. You just go from being sober to sozzled. Seriously. Like, that's how his reaction seems to be. It actually feels like that. He Because he can, he will. And Ikunal, the famous Flavio Bratori, he's made a few statements of late. Uh, he was on the official Formula One podcast. 
That's and because he wouldn't get onto the inside line effort. I know, we right? How silly. Uh, but Brittori said that Max Verstappen and Lewis Hamilton, they're the only two stars in Formula One. And I was really mad because I absolutely disagree with him. Well, you know, it's actually tough to agree with a lot of views of from Flavio Brio. Yeah, right. Like. He's quite a disagreeable man, I would say. <laughs> I, I strongly believe we have more stars in the Formula One paddock. You know, Charles Leclerc, uh, Daniel Ricciardo, uh, Lando Norris. If you go to Mexico, definitely Sergio Perez and so on, right? But, uh, uh, you know, there's one way to look at it. So, there may not have been as much global appeal as which Stappen and Hamilton do, you know, uh, for the other drivers. But let's remember that Leclerc and Norris have been around for far lesser time in the sport than the other two drivers, right? So Formula One, in my view, will build their stardom in the seasons to come because that's how the business of broadcast works. I couldn't agree more. And also, Kunal, since we're talking about Flavio Briatore, he made a few more uh, interesting statements. Were they agreeable or not? That's the question. (laughs) I'm going to just tell you what he said and then we can discuss it. So he said that uh, Michael Schumacher had it tougher to win his titles, you know, compared to Lewis Hamilton. Is this where you agree with him? (laughs) Is he suddenly agreeable? (laughs) Well, yes, this instance is where I think he is agreeable. Okay, his his assessment here. But, you know, honestly, I don't really care about comparing drivers and world championship wins, uh, you know, between different generations. We don't really have the same metrics in place. But uh, I do remember that Briothori said that Hamilton's not been put under much pressure by his rivals. Now, that's another statement that I would agree with as well. You know, Hamilton is yet to face like a full season of championship pressure, you know, from an outside rival, not a Mercedes driver. And uh, at least uh, not in the hybrid turbo era, he's not been pressurized. So, Two statements that I would probably agree with of Briatori's. Yeah, logically speaking, I think that makes sense. And Knull, since we're talking about Briatori, we have to talk about another person who loves making controversial statements. Uh, Bernie Ecclestone. So he has also been talking and he wants Briatori to lead Ferrari. Uh, because Ecclestone thinks that Mattia Binotto is not cut out for a job that involves more politics and management than engineering. Well... Well, yeah, exactly. Okay. Well, well, well. And uh, that actually reminded me of this episode we did when uh, Ariva Ben was sacked. And um, that time, Britori was actually asked to lead the team. And, you know, we'd spoken about how you, Ferrari... You mean Benotto was asked to lead yes, the team? Yes, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm stumbling over my words. And we'd spoken about how Ferrari had promoted their best engineer to a non-engineering role. We'd well, actually talked about this. Well, that could be true for Benotto and Ferrari, but... You know, I'll be frank. Ever since Bernie Ecclestone uh, sold Formula One to Liberty Media, I would rather believe the exact opposite of what he's been saying because he's made quite a few statements of late as well. Oh, you know, indeed he has. The old friends, Briatore and uh, Ecclestone have spoken, right? Uh, but I'm going to switch to what Ecclestone said uh, because uh, he said that he's told Mercedes to sell their Formula One team at the end of 2020. He said that they do not have anything left to prove after six consecutive titles. I mean, that is true because uh, Mercedes do not have anything left to prove. But it could also depend on how Mercedes see it, right? Yeah, but you know, as the chairman emeritus of Formula One, and let's remember that's the title that he's been given by Liberty Media. Of course, we all know that he's he's a titular head, so to say, right? But uh, I'm still going to ask that as the chairman emeritus of Formula One, is that really the advice you'd give a brand like Mercedes who's investing 
a few hundred million dollars every year in your sport you know i mean uh, bernie ecclestone is actually known to help teams remain in formula 1 not give them reasons to leave that is absolutely true and kunal if i were liberty media i'd be hopping mad at uh, what he's I, been saying i think saying. they just have an ignore and leave policy when it comes to yeah. everything that bernie says but yeah i really hope that mercedes do not pay heed to ecclestone's advice it's so great to have them on the grid ignore and leave that's what ignore mercedes should do as well moving right moving on <laughs> yes but uh, there's more uh, there's more mess that ecclestone's actually trying to create he said that toto wolf will join Aston Martin and he actually called Toto Wolff a self-centered prince. Wow. That is some choice of words. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, at least prince I'm sure Wolff would feel good because prince is a young man and not an old man like <laughs> Bernie. <laughs> But Bernie also said that Vettel should leave Ferrari and join McLaren for 2021. or he should just retire from the sport. Well, could I to be honest, if I have to believe anything from what Ecclestone's uh, been saying, I'm going to believe what he's saying about Vettel because of course they're close friends after all. Uh, we keep seeing them at you know that that annual winter event where Vettel <laughs> drives the snow buggy for Ecclestone and they you know they they seem to be very much in love and all of that. But I also hope that Vettel does not listen to Bernie Ecclestone's advice. You want to know why? Why? Because I want Sebastian Vettel to stay, and Kunal, I want Vettel to actually rise up uh, to the Leclerc challenge at Ferrari, and also to Hamilton and Verstappen and all these other so-called new stars. I do not want the legend of Sebastian Vettel to be remembered for you know his spins and his inability to regain form after years of fighting at Ferrari, and then just like. run away basically yeah that's true and you know you jensen button was the latest recruit in the you know vettel will bounce back yeah. uh, list and he was that like that rant made me very angry now i'm out of breath <laughs> <laughs> all right so this episode has gotten you know way too serious suddenly but here's something fun that i remember reading uh danny kivat has expressed interest in taking up vettel's seat if it becomes available at the end of this year and wow. that would be some turn around in kivat's career yeah And if that happens ever, I think there's a strong storyline to make a movie on Danny Kivat's career in Formula One. Yeah, and if one isn't made in English, I'm sure they're going to make one in Russian <laughs> if they haven't started already. And Danny Kivat will be a Russian hero. Well, I'm sure he already is, but I actually think that there can be just one Russian hero. It's the other Russian Formula One driver. And no, guys, I do not mean Vitaly Petrov. <laughs> I mean Vladimir Putin. Kunal, <laughs> are you drunk? <laughs> no, I cannot confirm drinking? or deny that. At ten in the morning. <laughs> well, I can be funny sometimes. That's all I can say. <laughs> sometimes being the key word. <laughs> okay. Whatever you're doing, keep it up. Yes, thank you. Let's move on. What do no, we got next? I actually want to go back and talk about Ecclestone because I'm not done. Uh, guys, the share price of Formula One has dropped significantly. Out with your buck. That's what it's going to be called. <laughs> and uh, there's a whole lot of speculation that Liberty Media could sell, and we would have new buyers again. Kunal, have you realized how this kind of downtime is creating so much speculation? Yeah, there's so many rumors flying around. But, but that's yeah. how the sport is going forward, right? Yeah. Keeping the conversation Racing going, or rumors. Going. Yeah. One thing's going to fly. <laughs> right. So the share prices are actually low for almost every company and brand in the world that we follow and. you know are passionate about in my case literally just formula 1 right because that's the times that we are in at the moment because of the virus i'm I, glad we don't have shares for the yeah. inside line formula yeah, we are just one all, less thing to worry about yeah we are we are just sharing all the air space <laughs> 60% mithila and 40% myself <laughs> i can't do anything to change that but 
Uh, on a more serious note, I really hope Liberty Media doesn't give up hope uh, because I think we need a professional company like them at the helm of affairs of a really complex sport and business such as ours, right? And I know that the 2021 rules might uh, come into effect now only in 2023. Yes, I heard that. Yeah, but those rules are important for Formula One and for Liberty Media, uh, you know, for pushing such radical rules forward, right? So uh, we don't know if the rules will work, but it's the intent that I'm actually trying to talk about here. The intent with which Liberty Media has approached Formula One's biggest problems ever since they bought the sport. Yeah, and Gunal, in fact, that is the next point we should talk about. Uh, Formula One, are they right in delaying rule changes to 2023? Uh, I've been visiting a lot of, you know, fan forums and, uh, you know, just fan chat groups and all of that. And the general perception is that Formula One should not push the rule changes forward by two full seasons. Well, I think people just want to see the new cars, me included. Yeah, I mean... Sure. I mean, the truth is that uh, it might take much longer for Formula One as a business to get back to normal. And this is after the whole you know, virus is contained and so on. Right. And uh, for me, I'm very impressed that Formula One is taking steps to already decrease the pressure on spending money in the future. Right. Because the postponement of new rules is actually just a pure financial decision uh, because one doesn't know what that impact is going to be you know, three to six months down the line. That's true. And in fact, speaking of uh, finances, I have two financial figures to share. So Helmut Marko, he already said that the cancelled races are, what, a hundred million euro loss to the sport already. We talked about that true. last week. And uh, Otmar has said that the decision to continue with the 2020 chassis in 2021 could help each team save up to 10 million pounds in each case. Uh, you know, with chassis development, new parts, uh, uh, you know, if you take all of that into uh, yeah, account. And, and imagine with 10 teams on the grid, that's like 100 million pounds in saving. And that to me is a significant number. It's a big number. At a time when sponsorships could be a challenge and so on, right? I also hear that drivers and team executives could be preparing to take a pay cut because several football clubs have sort of taken, you know, treaded this path to reduce costs and all of it eventually makes sense. Yeah, all I can say is I really like how Formula One is acting with foresight like they did not do in Melbourne and they're trying to stabilize the sport, you know, in case shit really hits the roof. Absolutely. I mean, there's also talks that the $175 million uh, budget cap might be lower to $100 million and you know, if shit does hit the roof, I wonder how many teams may even spend that much money. You know, <laughs> I guess if the, if the roof is a little lower, it's going to be a little less messy. <laughs> yeah, and well, let's remember that... Was that... shit hitting the roof, Rat <laughs> Sorry, okay. that was gross. <laughs> well, uh, the car manufacturers aren't really selling any products because their showrooms worldwide are shut. And you know... They're, that's how they even fund their Formula One team operations. Exactly. And I don't see us buying a car online anytime soon. And it could Even have... if you were to buy one online, I don't think they are still producing cars at the moment <laughs> because factories are shut in several parts that of the world. That is a good point. And Kudal, you know, of course, it, it will be kind of shocking, but not very surprising, right? If a few teams just walk away. And I don't just mean the privateer teams. Um, I hope not. But yeah, yeah, never know, you know, since uh, given the climate and all of that, because McLaren, they've confirmed that they will shift to Mercedes power in 2021, uh, even though the chassis remains the same. Well, the current regulations dictate that the mounting points for different power units is similar. So this allows teams to sort of switch between suppliers with much ease, as is going to be in the case of McLaren when they shift from Renault 
to Mercedes next year. That's a good insight. But this actually made me wonder if Renault could be leaving and, you know, if McLaren had no choice at all but to switch to Mercedes power. Yeah, I mean, we'll know in a few months or less and I really hope they stay because they've got two fantastic drivers and uh, at the same time, they've also got Cyril Apete Bol. That's the man we always want in Formula yes. 1 and on our podcast. The man with the toughest last name to pronounce in Formula 1 and Netflix will also miss him actually if he just disappears. Uh, by the way, speaking of the famous Cyril, he said that Renault will target podiums in 2022, you know, when the new rules come into effect. But Kunal, if the new rules are actually deferred to 2023, I guess Renault's podium dreams are also going to be deferred by a year. Well, he'll be happy, right? There's he'll one have a more new just, excuse. One more year just added by default, right? A, an excuse that lasts an entire year. Now that's a <laughs> solid one. But back to budget caps and financial issues. One wonders if Formula One will extend and advance to the teams, you know, towards earning their world championship uh, points uh, money uh, for 2020. I mean, this has been done in the past during Bernie Ecclestone's time. Yeah, but it's been only one team or two. So this would be unprecedented. And in this case, Formula One might have to do so for a majority or a large number of teams. And that's when the stimulus package could be uh, fairly large in size, I would assume. But, you know, at the moment, nobody's earning money, uh, Formula One included, right? And uh, I would say this even more so because Formula One requires all the existing teams to stay. Don't listen to Bernie, guys. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, the sport cannot afford existing teams from leaving because there might not be new teams joining anytime soon. That is a good point. And uh, Kuna, let's, let's just wrap up this episode. We've been talking a lot and covered a lot of ground. So uh, we may not have a 2020 Formula One season yet. And I don't know if we will at all. But the official 2020 Formula One video game will be out. And guys, it's going to have all 22 circuits. So that means that we're all going to be able to drive in like, you know, Vietnam and Sanfood before the Formula One drivers <laughs> do really. Well, I got to go and use the time in Easter to build myself my home racing setup. I used to have one as a kid, but not anymore. And maybe I'll just put it on the Twitch for you guys to follow as well. Oh, that would be fun. Well, who knows? We might just have an Inside Line F1 racing group on Twitch. I'm sure a lot of our listeners have their home, home, own home setups as well. So That would not? be fun, actually. Why not? Go racing in Easter. Yes. and uh, But guys, before we go, I know it's a super glum period for us given the virus and, you know, that most of us are all stuck at home, cancellation of races and just the general impact that it's having on the sport. But I think it's also time when we applaud what Formula One teams are doing to help the virus. Uh, we know of Project Pit Lane that seven teams coming together to help fight the virus in the UK commendable and ferrari has made large donations in italy to you know sort of help the fight further out there as well yep fernando alonso he's donated like a ton of protective gear for medical aid workers very nice gesture and the buddha international circuit the circuit that hosted the indian grand prix is now turned into a quarantine facility and it's it's i think it can take about seven thousand uh infected patients or whatever that you know, is it, it fantastic. Be. i think that's great that everyone's coming together to uh, sort of help fight the virus. It's so true. It's so nice that we're using the engineering might of the sport for a good worldly cause. So thank you, Formula One. And of course, thank you, Fernando Alonso, lest we forget. Yes. And thank you so much for tuning in, guys. We will see you next week. We don't know when the races are going to start, but you definitely know when the next episode of the Inside Lion F1 podcast is going to be out. Adios.
pros bring something extra to every job. Now at the Home Depot, they also get something extra. Pro Extra, our free loyalty program built for pros just like you. Members earn perks with every dollar spent, like Pro Extra dollars, a tool rental credit, and more. New members get $20 off their next in-store purchase of $200 or more just for signing up. Learn more at homedepot.com slash proextra. New year, more rewards, pro extra, only at the Home Depot. How doers get more done.